Hello all and welcome. This is episode 58 of the Hillcrest Duo, recorded on Saturday, March 18th, 2017. I am your host, Brad Risto, at OutsiderBrad on Twitter. I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Metal John. And I am at Metal John Radio on Twitter. As I get my hand tangled up in my cord, but those are things that happen. Um, it is episode 58. We have a good, good episode coming your way today. We are going to talk about Logan as it's been a couple weeks since it came out, but we've been off for a couple weeks. We'll spoilers. Get, yes, there will be spoilers. And we're going to get to why we were off for a couple weeks. Metal, you saw Kong. You're going to give us a quick recap of that. Plus, yesterday, the 17th, St. Patrick's Day, Marvel's Iron Fist dropped on Netflix. We've both seen the first episode. We will give our first impressions. But first, we should probably talk about why we were off for two weeks. First of all, you went on your um, uh, Minnesota trip? Yes, I went up to Minneapolis for a weekend. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, a lot of cheese curds and beer. Uh, <laughs> It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I actually saw Logan when I was up there. Yes, um, and then uh, you saw Logan back here. I in saw it Chicago at the Land. in Chicagoland at this awesome theater in Frankfurt. If you are in the Chicagoland area, it's called Imagine. It's out in Frankfurt. Imagine um, uh, Hollywood Boulevard crossed with um, the Gold Class Cinemas, so you get the nice padded seats plus beer. It's really nice. But then the next weekend we were also off. And this time we did a buddy trip on the you, me, and Cousin Stan. We went up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. More cheese. More cheese. More beer. Um, uh, went to a really cool bar. It was um, uh, the Milwaukee Ale House's tap room. Went to a Milwaukee Admirals game. Plus, at the end of it, went to this really cool bar. A lot of people have heard of it. We finally made our way to it, the Safe House in Milwaukee. Yes. That, that was a really cool. I love the concept of that place. Yes. Um. I kind of wish we would have got a chance to see ourselves on the TV. Well, I wish I had a... Personally, I, I'm going to tell you what I was going to do to you. Since I actually did know the password, I said it too loud. If you go there, don't say the password too loud because they're going to force you to do it. I was going to lead you two out to dry. Sir, I don't know these two gentlemen. And I was going to go in because I knew that they had the CCTV. And I was going to record you and Cousin Stan. I was going to oh. hang you two out to drive. I would have been Sir, okay I don't that. know these two agents. I don't know if they're friendly. Um, I have to go in. But I would have been 100% okay with that. I would have actually encouraged that because I like to make a little ass of myself once in a while. That, and that was and, real uh, I was, a real pr- fun. I was proud of my ballerina dance, okay? Yes, because, I was very proud of my ballerina. Because if you don't know the password or, like, uh, the drunk idiot I was, say the password too loud, they force you to do something mildly embarrassing. We had to dance like a ballerina, and the best part about this place is instead of having sports on the TV, they have a bunch of closed-circuit televisions just so you can watch the entrance, watch people have to degrade themselves to get in, Plus, once you get in, there's just a lot of cool features. There's, like, three separate areas that are just completely different. Really cool place. Really worth the um, uh, effort to get to. And I really want to hit up the one in Chicago now because they just opened one in Chicago last month. Yeah. We got we to gotta make a, maybe a trip. Do a, uh, a Saturday trip in the city where we'll yeah. cheap, uh, get a cheap room and go do that. And yeah, I mean, there are there are tons of cheap rooms in the city that you can Especially do. Especially last-minute deals. You just yes. book it on that Just, on that, just day. that day, you're like, okay, I'm going to book a room. Uh, I don't care where. Um, 80 bucks for here? Done. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the, the safe house in Milwaukee a lot. Uh, the, the whole theme, the spy theme, you know, some really yes. cool, like, James Bondy type cocktails. Yes. Awesome. 
pretty good wings. I scarfed those mm-hmm. down. And they have um, a, a, the newsroom bar, which uh, we d- I'm not sure whether you can get into the newsroom bar uh, by itself and just be like, oh, I'm also at the safe house, or if um, it's just its own, if it's just an entity within it. But just a really cool place, really worth the effort to go to, just because there's so many cool things. There was this game going on at the bar in the back that I wanted to get in on, but the line for it was just so darn long. Yeah. Yeah, that happens on a Saturday night. Oh, yeah. and the, I mean, there was a $5 cover, but it's better than a two-drink minimum, yeah, even though I did have two drinks. I don't mind. I don't mind a cover. No, it's, it's, it's kind it of a, expected these days in any city bar. Yes, and it was a, And my guess is if you went there earlier, there would not be a cover if you went there like at 7 o'clock, because apparently at the safe house after 9 o'clock is when it becomes 21 and over. Before that, kids can be there. But enough on our um, uh, last weekend. We also did go to Potawatomi Casino, and I wasted eight bucks and lost all of it. It's all I had on me. But um, let's move on to the regular part of the show. Like I said, Logan and Iron Fist still to come, but you did see another movie. You saw Kong, Metal. Yeah, King Kong. Uh, just some little minor spoilers here, but uh, it's a fun movie. Uh, I, I call it a, good, a fun popcorn movie. Uh, it's short. Uh, it's nonstop from start to beginning, like action, keeps you interested, lots of cool stuff. It's, it's a monster movie. Right. Like, you can tell from the preview it's a King Kong movie, but there's other monsters in the movie. Cool. There's and- a giant ants, there's giant, like, <laughs> uh, grasshoppers, there's, like, giant, like, other creatures. Now, um, you, I believe you told me this on the trip, it's also Sam Jackson being good old Sam Jackson, albeit PG-13 yeah. Sam yeah, Jackson. Yeah, he's basically the R-rated Sam Jackson without the F word. You know, just I yeah. think there's a really cool shot of him like getting ready to go toe to toe at Kong, and he's standing on a rock, and there's all this fire burning behind him, <laughs> and he's just standing there in a stare down with Kong, and it's just like one of the, like those Samuel Jackson, like he's the only actor that can do that. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's the only actor that can stare down King Kong. He's one um, of the most. If you um, I believe I looked this up once before. If you count all the movies he's ever been in, he's the highest grossing actor ever. But that's oh, yeah. just because he's of his small roles. Other than um, there's a voice actor whose name I'm uh, blanking on right now, um, uh, Frank Welker, who technically is ahead just because he's used as a voice actor in tons and tons of movies, even yeah. if he's not seen. And uh, for comedy purposes, I'll tell you, the, the person who steals this movie is John C. Riley. He is hysterical. He's one of my favorite actors oh, to he's begin great. with. Good White he- Sox fan. Go Southside. Um, interesting you say that because he's a Cubs fan in this movie. Oh, that must have been hard for him. But anyways, uh, he is—he's uh, pretty—he's pretty funny. Uh, He—he's uh, he, basically like a like a World War II pilot who yeah. crash lands on the island and is still there and is still there like 60, 70 years later, whatever it is. And uh, so he's just and he's there living with the natives and he's like trying to like adapt in and you know Samuel Jackson and the crew come to town. John Goodman's in this movie. Brie Larson. Uh, It's really entertaining. It's a good popcorn movie. Is it the greatest movie ever? No. But if if you're okay with basically seeing nothing but CGI fight scenes, you'll probably enjoy it. I'd I'd Uh, time to release that thing because that seems like a summer one. If I compare it toe-to-toe with the Peter Jackson movie, I like this one more. Because the Peter Jackson movie tried to humanize Kong more. I understand that's part of the story. He is sort of like he is humanized. He does fall in love. Peter Jackson did that. Kong right. Skull Island kind of avoided going down that path and just kind of made him 
just introduced him to the character. Right. There's an after credit scene which teases Godzilla. <gasps> um so there's there's more to come with this story. Okay. Well, that sounds like... But I will say this, though. There is a Chinese actress in this movie that, if I was Kong, she's the girl I would go after. Oh, Not Brie Larson. I would be going after Jing Teen. Uh, oh, she's so cute. Anyways. Uh, okay, so we move boy. on from Kong and your fetishes. We move <laughs> on. To- <laughs> it's a fetish. I just like her. She's cute. You, you have a type. <laughs> As we move on from Kong onto Logan, it was released a few weeks ago. Obviously, we weren't able to talk about this it. This is Brad's type. Well, it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, yes, um, I like short um, uh, dying dudes. You like dudes with long nails. Yes, dudes <laughs> with long nails. That one guy from the Guinness book. <laughs> we move on to Logan, which kind of closes out a chapter in the X-Men franchise and does something... Superhero films, and I use that term loosely here, haven't really done since The Dark Knight and Batman Begins. It's um, a more of a character-driven story rather than just being a basic superhero film. Yeah, I mean, and that's what makes this movie... I, I love this because it takes place in the X-Men universe, but it's not an X-Men movie. It's No. It's not even a Wolverine movie. It's just like the title says, it's about Logan. Yes. It's about where he's at in his place in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an Uber limo driver. Uh, he's, he, an, he's he's taking care of the guy who's taking care of him his whole life. Um, he has adamantium cancer. Yeah. I mean, there's just... It, it, it's, it's a great character movie, like you said. It's where, a character story, and that's and, what it and, is. And I, I've heard some criticism... Um, I mean, we both agree it's it's a great movie, uh, and we'll get to later where we think it kind of ranks in the Marvel universe with their movies. But just real quick, just a little bit of criticism. The only common criticism I've heard of this movie, and I don't really agree with it, is the lack of a good villain. And you know what? I, I don't think it needed a good villain. No, because the villain, I agree, the actual villains in this movie aren't really the villains, though. And that's what the, the point that people are missing. The villain is time it's age it's him pretty much coming to terms with the fact that he will die and that is the villain time is the villain not the guys that he's physically fighting exactly and you know instead yeah there's this you know group of mercenaries that are trying to round up the kids yes and well kid we should say well and kids at the end let's be honest there is a great um little anyways uh but they're not really we don't really the then they mean, are compelling. Yeah. It's just, yeah, they're kind. You know, they're kind of going to lose. I mean, lose. And, and to be and to be one hundred percent honest with you, if I could change one thing about the movie, I get rid of the Logan clone. X twenty four, yeah, because that's technically what it was. X twenty four. Yeah, Laura Kinney's X twenty three. That's X twenty four. I would get rid of that because I felt like they tried it. They introduced him late in the movie. Yes. And Middle of by the, movie. the time that came around, it was very easy to figure out. Okay. He is going to have a big fight scene with Logan, um, and Logan's going to have to use the bullet to kill him. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Logan's probably going to die in the process. Oh, yeah. Pretty much what happened. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, a- um... and, you know, and I wish you, I wish they would have just found another way to, like, have Logan pass without having to have something superhuman right. basically kill him. 
Um, and that is another criticism people had that people knew going in that he was going to die. And yeah, you knew that. It, but it's, that's not the point. The point is the journey of how you get from point A to point B. And they have a great journey here. It's not the yeah. end. It's the journey that matters. And, and I loved how a lot of the movie was Logan basically coming to terms with, look, you can try to adapt to a normal life, mm-hmm. being an Uber driver, um, <laughs> and... And get a boat. And staying out of trouble, staying away from it. But it's because of who you are, things are always going to come to you. And um, that's why the Johnny Cash song at the end was just a perfect way to end it. Yeah, which was also the same uh, song they used in the trailer. Yes. It's a great song for this movie. Oh, absolutely. It's almost like it was written explicitly for this movie, despite the fact it wasn't. All right, so let's talk real quick. Uh, Where do you say – I mean – Obviously, we have Marvel, DC, comic book movie conversations all the time yes. on this podcast. Um, I just, I just want to ask, like, when you think Marvel movies, movies with that Marvel logo, where does this rank? Top uh, three, certainly. Top three. Uh, who are you, what are you top two, by the way? Just remind us. Um, well, I have the Captain America Winter Soldier. Is your number one? Yeah. Okay. And Iron Man 2. So, Iron Man 2? No, Iron Man as my oh, second one. Oh, I was going to say Iron Man 2? No. Right. I was not... going to say my number one Marvel movie is definitely Iron Man, the very first one. It My, did my number it. two, uh, surprisingly, is X-Men 2. I still love X-Men 2. Uh, Winter Soldier is in my top three. It's probably my third. Um, this is probably my number four. It's a top five Marvel a, movie yeah, for me. It's my third. Um, and I hope to see more. I hope to see more movies like this because what? – a conversation I was having with a friend of mine is, you know, a lot of people seem to think that all these superhero movies are, are eventually going to kind of fizzle out where people are just right. going to get sick of seeing the same thing over and over and over again. This was different. This was different. And we need, I hope to see a few more movies like this. Okay. As we um, continue on, I suppose um, we should talk about oh, some Oh, you know of what? I want to, I want to, let's... So no, I'm not, some more we're not moving on. We're not moving oh, on. I'm, we're continuing on as we talk about what? Logan, talking about some of the cool fight scenes. Like one of the most, the best fight scenes was obviously not really even a fight scene. It was the casino scene where Charlie goes kind of um, uh, mental and he just goes around putting his claw in dudes' heads. Oh, I mean, the violence in this movie? Visceral. Awesome. This is the violence that you kind of always wanted Wolverine to have. Instead... Well, Instead, because of the PG-13 ratings, you always saw him stick his claws out and move his fist, but you never saw what the impact looked like. Right. This, you see the impact. You see Ooh. claws going through people's jaws. You see him. I mean, the scene in the very beginning, the fight scene with the the, the cholo stealing his uh, stealing okay, his can ribs. I can we say that those guys are really dumb? I mean, after he gets <laughs> hit by a shotgun and just gets up, you're wouldn't you be like, ain't worth it? No, nope. I feel like. All right, you guys can fight him. I'm going home. Uh, no, I, I just think – I mean, he was perfectly fine just saying, you can go now. He didn't want need to fight. He wasn't even ready to fight after getting shot with a shotgun. He was perfectly probably fine letting them leave. Yeah. But then they just that, advanced. That scene was, was really awesome. The violence, like you said, the casino scene where it's all in slow-mo and he's just clawing people in the head. Um, here's here's something that I, I – you know, the more I think about what I loved about this movie, I love that this movie – took a really big risk and i know some people were a little like upset about it but i absolutely loved what they did to the munson family Hmm. that was the setup with that where it's like oh you guys come over let's you know we'll we'll take you in for the night 
And then the mercenaries come and just wipe out the whole family. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was heartbreaking. No happy endings. It was heartbreaking, but it needed to happen because too many times in movies these days, somebody from that family survives, you know, or somebody from that family comes to the rescue. It's like, you know, oh, Logan's backed up against a wall and the son, you know, wakes up and, and, you know, hits him with the frying pan. You know, it's like something. Cliches. Yeah. They avoided that. No. That whole family gets wiped out. What, and, and I loved it. I mean, not saying that I love seeing a family get killed. But well, then you'd be a sociopath. That. Yeah. I loved seeing that they really didn't hold back. I want to talk about one more subtle thing they kind of did is make you call into question everything you've seen in the X-Men movie universe as you see the comic book. And that kind I realized. They haven't officially announced it, but that means they can play with whatever they want in future X-Men movies and say, no, that was just part of the fictionalized universe. Because they obviously the X-Men are a thing and a fictional thing within the X-Men movie, which is kind of a cool meta thing. But yeah. I just loved that the fact that they did that, that going forward, they can it could be a way they can have, bring in a new Wolverine, obviously, because everyone's been I've already seen videos who should be the next Wolverine. <laughs> well, I think Laura should be the next Wolverine. Well, she in the comic book she is, but the, okay, the next guy to play Logan. How about? Oh, yeah, we don't need anybody else to play Logan. Let's retire that character and you can't. Um, he's he's a cash cow. He's um uh, just like Spider-Man, a cash cow, just like Batman, just like Superman. They print money. Uh, I don't know. I mean, unless they're going would with Would you the, want would the, you want to say um well, a, I mean, do they want to go with the really young Logan? Like like That's the, a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. Right, a young, talk, a uh, young drifter Logan, just like what we found him at the, in the at the beginning of X Men, the original movie. Okay. Before that, do some Where more he's prequel. Like doing underground fights and yeah, more some more prequel stuff as he's a morally ambiguous character. Because <laughs> uh, that was kind of the problem a lot of people had with um, Wolverine is they made him morally unambiguous and just made him a good guy. Although they did return to the moral ambiguity in this movie, I give them credit. As we well, Laura, let's talk about Laura real quick. Yes, as we, we close out and move on to um, Iron Fist so next. Intru- the introduction of this character, um, badass, just <laughs> a little badass. Uh, I don't know what it is about some of these movies that have like badass female young actresses. Um, I, I put, I would put Going this Laura character right in the same category as I would put um, Hit Girl from Kick Ass. Yes, I. <laughs> and and if you ever saw the underground movie Hannah. Uh, with, I saw with yeah. Eric Bana and I forgot that girl's name, but um, I think they're going to be doing a, a television show based on Hannah. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, Hannah's a badass movie too. And now you've got so, and I just think adding a a now you've got another young female actress who's just a badass, a badass. And really, I mean, if it wasn't for just this movie being flat out fantastic, I mean, she would have stole the show. Yeah. She just does all the little things. I mean, doesn't speak that, that scene much where she to... comes out with the scene where she's eating a bowl of cereal, and those guys come in and she's just kind of like looking out of the corner of her eye, but she just keeps eating her cereal peacefully. One of the f- coolest scenes, and then all of a sudden, like you hear chaos, and she comes out holding a head. <laughs> exactly. That poor guy. Poor guy just goes in and. Woo. Yeah. All right. So uh, before we wrap up. 
Iron Fist is out. Uh, sticking with Marvel, actually. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's come it, out. It's on Netflix. It's Iron Fist and um, launched 24 hours ago. Yes. I uh, You've watched a few episodes. I've only watched the first episode. We don't really want to get too much into spoilers, but just initial reaction. You know, it, start, it started out very, very slow, but it's a Marvel um, a MCU television show, so that's what you have to expect, and that's one of the, some of the criticism people had with the first I, episode. I didn't, think, I didn't think it started off slow. I, I thought it started off um, sort of mysterious because – so Danny Rand yes. basically comes back from the dead yep, yep. and walks into his building, um, gets thrown out. Um, tries to prove, tries to tell, you know, his, what's left of his family that it's him. They don't believe him. They try to just push him aside. Um, so you kind of start thinking, all right, well, what's the guy's motive? Why does he care so much about going back to, you know, the Rand corporation, the brand corporation, Rand, 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 (laughs) R-A-N-D. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, at the same time, you know, he's walking around like a bum with no shoes on. You know, he gets into a few fight scenes, and obviously he's got some training in martial arts. <laughs> some training. That's the understatement of the bleeping century. Yeah, some training. He's uh, had so, some I mean, I, training. I like it because – I like the first episode because it, you're, you're just kind of getting – It mounts up questions. You're, you're I basically, think – You're basically – Danny Rand is just getting dropped into, like, modern time. Yeah. And you don't know where he came from yet. Mm-hmm. You don't know – what happened to his past? Yeah, I'm just this is just the first episode. Yes, obviously I know. And he's a just bit more. trying to, you know, he's basically homeless, and he's like, "Hey, look!" And you do learn in the first episode that if he really is him, he can take back 51 percent ownership of the company. Yeah. So, majority shareholder. One of those things that I don't understand is why don't they? I mean, at the end of the first episode, where um, uh, is it Joy? Yes. She drugs him. Joy Sutton. I'm like, why doesn't she just kill him at that moment? Because Well, if, she's not a murderer. She's just a corporate dumb stooge and just wanted him out of her hair. But they also toyed with the idea, well, if he's still alive, he gets 51% of this company. Well, if it's him, we need we need him off the grid. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, uh, it's corporate life. They just got rid of him and he's gone for now. I, I enjoyed the first episode. So I'm did looking, I. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, again, I've said this over and over again. I mean, the Marvel series on Netflix, all of them are badass. Well, yeah, I mean, they um, and take they're all their time. different. They're all different in their own way. Yes, and they're all unique in their way. I don't quite understand yet. I haven't seen the identity of Iron Fist and how it's going to separate itself from the others, uh, as far as storyline goes and action goes, because I haven't gotten it very yes. far into it. But each of the other series have kind of their own thing. Right. And uh, I love them all. Jessica Jones, Daredevil, you know. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. And then soon we're going to have the Defenders. Yep. All of them together. All right. That's going to be fun. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm a couple episodes ahead of you. Um, I, as I, I'll be kind of vague here. I, there are some things that are kind of are maddening. But we'll get more into that maybe next week as... There are small little nitpicks, but overall, I am really digging the show. I really dig the fight scenes. But pretty much on that note, I think we could probably um, uh, end it here as we will be back next week on uh, the Hillcrest Duo right here. As my computer is not operating the way I want it to. There we go. 
There's the music. As this is, has been episode 58 of the Hillcrest Duo, recorded on March 18th, 2017. We will be back next week. I am Brad Risto at OutsiderBrad on Twitter. He is Metal John. I'm on at Metal John Radio. Once again, thank you everyone for listening, and we will be back next week for another episode of the Hillcrest Duo.